On this episode, we're going to talk to a fairly new agent who just sold 202 homes by himself last year, and he did it in a very unconventional, very unique way. We're talking today with Boo Maddox from Edge Homes in Utah. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 208 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Super freaking excited about today's episode with Boo Maddox. He just sold 202 homes last year. Yep, 202 homes. Not too shabby. And uh, he's on pace to do more than that this year. So he knows a thing or two about selling homes. He's just done it in a very unconventional way. So he has a super unique story about how he was doing fairly well, you know, by probably a lot of your standards. And he decided, screw this, I want more. And that's what helped him to almost triple. Uh, how many homes he was selling. Uh, the story of what he did and how he thought outside the box, I think is going to be super helpful for a lot of you. And there's going to be some, um, there's going to be some need for reflection internally because, you know, making that shift can only happen if you let it happen. And so he's going to talk about how he let it happen for himself, what spurred that, what, what prompted it and inspired it. Um, and I'm just really excited for you guys to hear this. So before we, we we jump into it real quick, guys, last week we announced something super freaking special that we're excited about. We're doing for the first time live in-person training and coaching, the Massive Agent Society Live, February. I want to make sure I get this right because last time I said it wrong, February 5th, Saturday, February 5th, all day in Salt Lake City, Utah. You could be one of only 20 agents to get in-person live coaching directly from me, and we're going to be showing you, we're going to be teaching you the four main pillars that the brand new Massive Agent Society coaching program is going to be built on top of. This has not been released yet, but this is something that I've been working behind the scenes on for quite a while. This is some good shit. This is some really deep, really uh, impactful stuff. This is not something you come to, sit in the back, take notes, leave, and then do nothing. If you want to move the needle in your business, this is something you need to be at because we're going to force you to participate. You're going to get outside your comfort zone a little bit in a way that's going to help you grow. We're going to give you specific action items to do. We're going to give you homework so when you leave, you have a plan and you know exactly what the hell you need to do to reach your goal. And if you don't really have goals yet, or you don't exactly know which direction to go in, we're going to help you do that. This is as impactful as an event that I could possibly imagine, and we're doing it in Salt Lake City. So to register, there are still spots available. There are It is capped at 20 seats maximum. Go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash live event, massiveagentpodcast.com slash live event, and register quickly. All right. Um, let's jump into the interview right now with Boo Maddox. He's the top sales agent at one of the top, uh, home builders in Utah. And he, he sold 202 homes last year. So he know he's, he's a little bit credible on the topic. Um, super interesting stuff. And I think you guys will like it. So let's jump into that with Boo Maddox with edge homes right now. What is up guys. I'm here with Boo Maddox, top sales consultant at edge homes here in Utah. Boo, welcome to the show, my friend. How's it going? Doing really well. I appreciate you guys having me on today. Super excited to be here. 
Absolutely. I mean, you're here in my local market. I've known Edge Homes for for years. You know, you're you're with one of the top home builders in the state. Um, I, I have no idea, like as far as the numbers, but like as far as brand recognition, I certainly recognize Edge in the top three. And you know, you're a big part of that. So I wanted to have you on the show to to hear you know how you've been able to have success because I heard your your podcast interview with Jimmy Rex. What was that? Like four or five months ago? Yeah, like that. right around summertime, I think. Yeah. Okay. And your story was super interesting, and I, th- I thought it'd be such a great story to tell our audience because the number one issue that that we get with our listeners that I've personally had is how the hell do you scale a business by getting more clients? It, it's never, oh, I'm not a good enough agent. It's always how do I attract more business so that I can grow because I'm already like I know how to do this business. And you have quite a story. So, um, Boo, why don't you start with, you know, how long have you been an agent? What did the first year look like? And then let's go from there. Because I think the whole story is helpful. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That was that was an awesome introduction. Did a little bit of background. Um, Ed should sell about sixteen to eighteen hundred units or so this year. Um, second place will be probably closer to a thousand. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and our goal for next year is about 2100. So uh, really looking forward to pushing it. And I think that the reason, right, going back to what you brought up as far as branding, I think the reason that the branding sticks out to you um, as an agent is because that you guys are our focus. You guys are our number one, our goal. We understand that we can't do what we do without you. So if nothing else, and to those that are listening, super grateful for you guys and for the, the business that you guys bring to Edge because we do value that when a lot of other builders um, – maybe aren't as impressed and excited about what you guys are doing. So um, thank you. A little bit of a plug there. Um, But yeah, going back to the beginning, May in 2017 was the start for me. Uh, Before that, I went and served LDS Mission, came home, and I worked as a lender for three years. And I realized, you know what, I really don't like this side of the business. I want to be in front of people. I want to be working with people. Probably the same thing that draws a lot of people into this industry, I think, right? Just that love connecting with people, helping them uh, take everything that you've read about um, this being the biggest purchase of people's life. And I wanted to be involved on that, right? Like I I really enjoyed seeing that portion rather than just, here's your good faith estimate. Here's your interest rate. Here's your 30 year, right? 360 payments. Good luck. I, I, that wasn't the fun side of it for me. Um, so I, I switched over a um, little bit of background on edge edge is a family business if people didn't know so it, it took a little bit of convincing I had to convince my old man to let me come over but when I did um, it, it was something that I, I did at a hundred miles an hour and I probably should have slowed down a, a little bit but that first year was full of a lot of stumbling blocks like I think uh, other people go through right and hopefully it wasn't just me totally. hopefully it wasn't just me no definitely not unfortunately it, it's super common you know my first five years were super tough and rough. Uh, but it's a tough business and, and attracting clients and people to work with is, I think it's everything. You know, if you get really good at that, you could be one of the top agents in the marketplace. Um, even if you're just a mediocre agent, so to speak, um, it, it really has nothing to do with skill. It's it's a, it's marketing and and, yeah, it's it, it. I think I love about what the message that you bring is is that I'm a marketer that sells homes, right? Because that that's how I felt, and I've I've had a weird weird career, right? Because my my story is a little bit different working from a builder perspective uh, with who my clients are, because um, I have never actually viewed buyers as my personal clients, right? Uh, the the clients to me have always been the buyers agents on the other side. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think when I started to really, really focus on that, it was about three years ago, that's when my business truly took off. So I think if nothing else, for anybody that might be stuck, might be trying to figure out, okay, how do I go and market people? I think it starts right there in identifying exactly who your target market is and who it is that you're actually trying to go after. Because I was very cloudy on that, I think, for my first two or three years, and I was just running as fast as I possibly could, yelling at everybody as if they were that perfect buyer for me or that perfect client for me. But then once I was able to kind of slow it down and say, okay, this is this is who I want. This is why I want them. This is why I have to work with that person in my life. That's when I was actually able to go forth marketing because I knew where I was going. And that was always the big thing for me is I was going too fast and I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. I love that. It, that that's so important. I mean, if you if you don't know who you want to attract, you're going to attract them, you know, but that may not be exactly who you want because you never, never defined it. Uh, and there's so much power and focus, as, as you know, you know, when you focus on exactly who you want to work with and who your ideal client is, you can focus all your efforts on them and, and not the people that just aren't a good fit. So, um, you know, you're, you're in a little different spot than a lot of traditional agents who are representing buyers and sellers. You know, you have a home builder behind you. You're selling their inventory. I have a, the, more, the best inventory in the state in an inventory deprived market, right? The, I, totally. I know all the things that I have. It's, it's super lucky, but I, I, I think my favorite part about what my business is is that I feel like I've lit it on fire once or twice um, and, and completely started over. So uh, going back, right, in 2017, yeah, talk about that. Um, I, I started off just like every single new construction agent for the most part starts off, and that's by sitting in a model home. We get there at 11, we go there at seven, or we go home at 7, and it's your job to take care of That's your storefront. That's your that's your restaurant. That's whatever you want. That, that's your space that you have to own, right? So I think the very first thing that I did to really start growing my personal business was take the space that I was in and absolutely become as good as I possibly could. That meant me, I am not an on-time person traditionally, right? You can ask my wife, it's not good, but I, I made it a priority for me that I would get to every model home at least 15 to 30 minutes early and the model was ready to go by 11, not just getting warmed up by 11, right? That meant lights were on, balloons were up. I, I mean, everybody knew what was going on. And so my, my conversion rate within the model home started to go up significantly. Right. And I think that 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 is where I always have to go back to my for myself, at least whenever I'm getting ready, right, getting ready to plan for 2022 is what are the things that I absolutely have to show up on to own the space that I am in currently. Right. Because there's no way for us to get to that next level, that next space without first owning where we are at currently. Um, and I think that that's that was the first big step that I took towards making this business mine, I would say, and running this as a business, not as a sales job. That's great. I mean, I know, I know agents for builders that they, they think of themselves as an employee, they act like an employee and, and they just, they show up, they put their butt in the seat, business comes to them and life is good. And, and honestly, that's, I think that probably a lot of agents in this industry view you and, and other builders, agents like you as, you know, you have such an easy job in a super hot market where you've got the inventory, people are coming to you, you don't that's just all you have to do. Is that accurate? Is it wrong? What is your, like, educate us a little bit on what you have to do to stand out and sell a unit instead of your, you know, your fellow agent over here selling the same unit. Like, wh what does all that look like? Um, yeah, that's a hard question because then it becomes, um, for example, there's 35 agents that work at Edge currently that are all trying to sell the exact same product that I am, right? So don't get me wrong. Right. The, there are some amazing benefits to working for a builder, especially a builder like Edge. There is no way that I could have 
the growth that I, me personally, right? I'm not talking about other people, but for me, I have loved being able to do everything within Edge. They've been amazing in letting me have autonomy to grow my business how I want it to, to be. Um, and they have definitely taken off some of the, the 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 struggles or some of the things that I think a traditional agent has to has to work with, right? So I I, I absolutely want to put an asterisk next to what I do, but I do think, and I've had a lot of success in, in just sitting down and working with a lot of agents that I work with and and showing them what I've done to grow my business. I, I think that even though that the lead source is different, I think that the principles are the same. Yeah. Uh, I imagine so. Talk about those a little bit. What are some of those principles that you do just like, just like Susie, the traditional listing and selling homes agent does? I, I think the big thing for me, like I said, is identifying your client is is first things first. That is, is of the utmost importance. Um, for me, like I said, I went through that transition. So I, I started off sitting model homes and I was doing really great at it. I was selling about 60 to 70 houses a year, which was a great living. But what I realized is that I could either sit and wait for the business to come to me and, and make a great living and just kind of hang out or... I could go and get the business and I can maximize the time that I was spending. And so what I did is I actually, I completely left the model homes and I, I started doing the math and I said, okay, if I'm sitting in a model home on average from about 35 to 45 hours a week, right? Every week was a little bit different, but ballpark. If I was to spend that much time marketing, what happens to my business? And what happened to my business was that in 2019, I think I sold 70 units and I think in 2020, it ended up being 202 units. Um, because I, I took those 30 to 40 hours that I, I, when I went home at the end of the night, right, Dustin, I was telling my wife, like, I worked really hard today. I worked a full eight hours. And let's be honest, Netflix was on in the background. YouTube was going. Um, there was distractions. But when I, I left that and I took away that lead source, those given leads that would come in every single month, I, I knew I had to fix those. So I think number one is identifying who your client is. And then number two is absolutely doing everything that you can to market them. Now, what does that marketing look like? For me, it's it, it always comes back to one question, and, and that is how can I create value for the people I'm working with? Love that. Uh, dude, so you sold, you did 202 homes last year, which is ridiculous, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, what are some of the things you do? Like when you, when you get off your butt, you leave the mobile home, or the, sorry, the, the model home, not the mobile home, a little different, um, and you're out there with agents, I mean, what are you doing? Like, how are you providing value to them? How are you getting them to think of you and Edge Homes, you know, for their clients and coming to you first? You know, what what are some of the the value adds that you're that you're giving? Yeah, so I think where it started was just trying to help agents sell more new construction houses, not just mm -hmm. Edge Homes, right? Because I do think that Edge Homes is the best if you're a buyer, if you're a buyer's agent. Right, shameless plug, we pay 3% on options, we pay 3% on upgrades, we take care of you guys. I've never turned in a buyer broker agreement, even though 99.98% of my transactions are represented. I've never had a commission dispute with an agent. Edge is amazing in that regard, right? Um, That's awesome. So little shameless plug there, but it started out. Yeah, it, that's a big it, deal though. It absolutely does. And so that was, I, those were kind of my value adds at first, right? Dustin was, when I was going to talk to an agent, I was going with, I, I call them cheap answers now, or cheap, um, cheap equity, right? I was going to say, hey, 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 come to Edge, we pay 3%. Yeah. You and I both know that as great as that is, if your buyer or you think that I'm a crook, it doesn't matter if I'm paying 3% and the builder down the street's paying 2.5%, you're going to figure out how to eat that half percent because you don't want to go and work with this person that doesn't say what, they, what they're going to do, right? or doesn't do what they say they're going to do. Um, right. 
so all of that is just to say, I started off just trying to figure out how to create value for the people that I was working with. And, and that was, was just trying to help them sell more houses in general, not just my houses, but just any new construction questions they wanted to have answered. They being the buyer's agents, they could call me. I always tell people, I don't care if you call me a hundred times with, with different buyers, with different questions, even if you don't sell a single edge home, I want to help you feel comfortable selling new construction to your buyers, right? There's a 44 something thousand house shortage in the state of Utah. The only way to start plugging that is new construction. So if you're an agent that says new construction is not a portion of my business, you're going to struggle to place buyers, I think, for the coming years, right? So that was that was my approach for the last couple of, of two years, I would say, was just helping them have a better understanding of new construction. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, I see you doing a ton of video. I see you doing a lot of content. And I mean, you were at the EXP event in Dallas with Tony Robbins, you know, so you, I don't know any other builders agents that do anything remotely like yours. I don't even know any of their names, to be honest, except for maybe one with a uh, wood Woodside. But um, other than that, like they're not doing what you're doing, which is, you know, that's why you're selling 202 houses in one freaking year. Um, so Talk a little bit more about that. Like, what else are you seeing that agents need? How are you providing it? You know, what, how can we help anyone listening so that they can see a super fast, you know, tripling of business uh, the way you have? Yeah, I, I, I think it's just going to come back to just because what worked yesterday doesn't mean that's going to work going forward. Um, yeah. Uh, and so honestly, like for me, right, going back to those days of selling in the model, right, and this might be a little bit longer, but I think it, it'll help answer that question. Um, I was confined. I was locked in. Like those were the hours that I had to be there. Um, and, and for me, it comes back to knowing what's important for me, right? Knowing what helps me feel good about being in this business. What helps me continue to go? What helps me when I'm having a shit day, right? Are we allowed to say that? Well, totally. I, you've, yeah, I've heard you say shit. We're good. I'm starting um, to think you've never heard this podcast. No, before. I definitely have. That's what I was just saying. I was like, <laughs> no, he said shit. I listened yeah. to a couple yesterday as well. And I was like, yeah, no, he said shit. We're good. Um, totally good. Um, I lost my train of thought now because I got nervous about cussing. Um, but <laughs> but just now. trying to figure out how do you take that next step within your business? And the first thing comes is you have to be very real about where your business is at currently. And so yes. I could have felt very, very good about my 60 or 65 transactions a year, but it came at a cost, right? That cost was I had to sit a model home for 40 hours a week or 2,080 hours a year in order for that business to come, right? Yeah. Once I was okay saying, that's not enough for me. I need more in my life. I have to have more for me. I, whatever, whatever phrase you tell yourself, that moment when you can start to be honest with yourself and say, hey, just because this is working doesn't mean it's working. That's when I think your business can go again and then again and then again and again and then again. And that's what it has always been for me, right? So going from a, not, a model home agent that had a nice cushy uh, couple 40 to 60 transactions a year coming in to all of a sudden like, okay, I'm gonna go jump in with buyer's agents. It's unconventional. It doesn't make sense. Like you said, you've never heard of it being done before, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work, right? right. It, 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 it just comes back to what more do I want this to be and then going and getting it. And that's, yes. that's how we got to the point now where we create content for people that want to come and see new construction houses. How did you, how did you mentally get to the point where you, um, let, let me back up. Yeah. I mean, selling 60 or 70 homes a year for some agents listening are probably like, oh my God, like that's the ultimate goal. That'd be freaking perfect. I mean, that's, that's a shitload of money. That'd be awesome. 
but you admitted like you just you wanted more like how did you get there it, was it was it something you had to battle with was it something that a mentor taught you like l- let's talk about that for a little bit because i know that every single person listening myself included we have these limiting beliefs where we we write this own, this story for ourselves and we we don't ever outperform that story we have to change the story and you did and i want to hear more about that um yeah, so let's let's make sure that we unpack that because there's there's quite a bit, right? Number one, I think is is how do we work through the limiting beliefs that we have, and then number two is how do we not get comfortable? I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding yeah correctly all of it. Yeah, yeah. so I think T- for, take it in any direction you want, my friend. No, that's that's great. I, I think where it started for me is I read a book called Extreme Ownership. Um, mm, it's a, yeah, it, it's an amazing book, and I think it it was a book that really should have hurt my feelings. And it made me really excited because all of a sudden everything was my fault. And I yes. mean that like in the best way possible, because that's where that's where I think that you can truly start start to thrive in this industry is when it's not the builder's fault, when it's not my buyer's fault, when it's not the lender's fault, when it's not the title's fault, whenever it's somebody not somebody else's fault. And when you can start to say, OK, I could have done this better in that situation and you can actually be honest with yourself. I think that's when you can start to eliminate some of those limiting beliefs because you understand that those limitations are being put on by other people and you know what you're personally capable of because you are being extremely honest with yourself and what you're capable of. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, and I have not read that book, but I've listened to Jocko, Jocko Willink, I think is his uh-huh. name, his, his podcast. And he's just, he's a beast. Yeah. And it's not um, a, like, it's not a feel good book, right? It's not right. one of those books that you're going to open up and it's not chicken soup for the soul. Um, it, it's one of those that is constantly telling you that you can be better. And, and for yeah. whatever reason, when I heard that, I took it as motivation, not as, um, not as a put down, but I, I, I I think what everybody talks about when they say extreme ownership and you have to be honest with yourself, they're saying take on all the consequences, right? Take on the failures, take on the bumps, take on the losses, right? Really feel all of those. And I think that that's really important. But what nobody talks about is is the fact that this year I was able to grow a business that's going to sell 70 to $75 million um, worth of real estate. And I've been able to take off somewhere between 50 and 60 days to go and spend with my wife and kids, right? Awesome. That's that's the other side to you being extremely honest and open about where your business is at and why it's not working, right? Because it doesn't matter, Dustin. I love your podcast, and it doesn't matter what whose podcast you're listening to, what book you read. If you're not honest about why your business isn't going, it won't go. Yes. And I think until that point, I don't know what people need. Everybody's going to be at a different stage when they get to that point, right? When they get to the point where they can actually be honest about where their business is at. For me, it was just like, hey, like I have a great living, I have a great life, um, but I got into real estate to quote unquote be my own boss, and I'm not that when I have to be opening up this model home from this time to this time. Yes. So it's almost like you you gave yourself permission. That's a great way to put it. Like I'm, I don't know why. Like I have to kind of give myself permission to go and do that next thing. But I think that for a lot of us, we're all very similar to that, right? We almost need to give ourselves permission to say, hey, this is really good. Congratulations. Like, Dustin, you've built a hell of a business. Take what you've learned and go and do more. Right, right. Um, I mean, I've struggled with that for a long time, man. Like, it wasn't until probably June of this last year, June of 2021, that I... I uh, joined a coaching program that, that's you know about mindset and mental reprogramming, and and part of that was just 
being okay with wanting what you want. If you want a super ridiculous over-the-top Rolex watch, own it. Like, that's what I want. You don't like it? Fuck you. That's okay. You know? It's okay because it's what you want. And if you want a Lamborghini or maybe you just want to, to work four hours a day, four days a week, spend the rest of the time traveling or with your family, awesome. Who the hell has the right to tell you that's not acceptable or you can't do that? So I've also come to that, and who that cares? place where I'm like, who cares at this point, right. right? Now that's the fun part about being on this side of it is that like yes. I, I got rejected really, really hard and I won't say his name because he's a prominent agent in the state of Utah. Um, but right as I started marketing his team in his office, a very big team, very big office that I had a decent relationship with some of the individuals, I sent them a move-in flyer, a quick move-in flyer, and I got a, a response that says, tell this kid to stop coming by. Like, this kid's not coming by anymore. Like, let's, we're done, right? And it was like the best rejection that I could have got because it was all uphill from there. Now I'm on this side of it, and if they called me today and said, hey, do you want to start working with us? We want to start bringing in more buyers to Edge. It's very, very easy for me to be like, you know, you know what? I'm okay. I, I am right. okay working with the people that I want to work with. I'm okay pursuing the relationships that I want to work with. And you stop becoming, I don't want to use the word desperate because that's not the right word, right? But the, you, we all have to continue to work with people that we don't want to because we have to, yeah. right? We can. We all have to do things, whether it's putting up signs, whether it's putting up open house flyers, like the things that we have to do to be great, start, start like just taking some of those away, right? So for me, paperwork is a big one. So edge home, right? And, and this is where I want to start kind of getting into um, what has been able to lead to all of this, right? Because it, the only way that I can do what I have done is by building a business within edge homes that runs with me at the same rate that I want to run, right? And, and putting certain people into place to alleviate certain things to make it so that I can do this at a high level and not get burned out and not get exhausted and not not let those self doubts, I think, start to creep in about like, because if I stop for even 10 seconds, I'm like, uh, what am I doing? This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. You feel like you're losing ground if you, if you pause? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that feeling. And I mean, that, that's the entrepreneur's curse, you know, like never really, never really satisfied, you know, is when is enough enough? I don't think there ever is, you know? I'm okay with that for me. Like I'm I comfortable want, chasing I that. Huge, I'm completely comfortable with that. I, I will completely own it. If, if somebody else doesn't like that or it sounds douchey to them or whatever, that has nothing to do with me. That has to do with their insecurities reflecting onto myself. Yeah. And I think and that I those, don't want part of that. yeah, I think that those insecurities are the same things that you brought up earlier when you're talking about the self doubts and the, and those, the, the self limiting thoughts that we give ourselves. Yes. It's from hearing those people. And so yes. as soon as you don't need to hear those people anymore, you don't have to hear the negativity that comes with it. Yes. And if that's the only reason that you, that you take that next level, that next step to the next level, I think that that's okay. Absolutely. And it's okay if you say it is, right? Yeah. And I think that if you want to look at what this business can be, right? Like, let's actually break this down, right? How many, just ballpark this for me, right? Because you're familiar with Utah. How long would it take you to drive from Vineyard to Harriman? 30 minutes? Yeah. And then from Eagle Mountain to Draper? 20 minutes? 30. 30? Yeah. Every single house that I sell and have sold for the last five years falls within that very tiny demographic. Yeah. That's where all the homes are being built. Correct. Right. But if you want to talk yeah. about how limited 
my actual market and my actual availability is, right? As far as like the product that I can sell and the percentage of people that I can actually sell at home to in the state of Utah, it's very, very condensed, right? Yes. It's very, very small. But as you start to take those steps to making this exactly what you want it to be and exactly where you want it to go, it doesn't matter. I don't think, at least I haven't seen a limitation in place yet. I haven't seen a way that when you're chasing what you want to at a very, very high level that you can't make that business go. And I think that that's what I love about real estate so much is that if you want to start a podcast and you want to start uh, using that as a way to start creating value for agents, you absolutely can, right? There's so many different ways to make it in this industry that, that even as a new construction model home agent, I, I can sell $70 million in a year. Right. 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 Yeah. So who, how did you, I think a lot of agents out there, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what's possible because they don't know anyone doing it. They only, they only believe what's possible by what they see within their office or what their broker's doing or their team leader or whatever. So we're, who have you been following? Who have you been modeling? Or, or have you taken bits and pieces from different business models? You know, how did you, how did you come up with this vision of how you're doing business today? Good question. Um, and it, it, it's kind of an interesting one because it's it's probably not the traditional answers that you can think of, right? I have tried to Good. take bits and pieces from anything that I can, that I can, right? And so even my approach to working with agents, right, going non-model home, right, Get, getting rid of the, the 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 guaranteed lead source that I had, that was done the year previous by a handful of agents at Edge Homes that had gone non-model. The big advantage that I had is I took the time, I asked them before, and I, I knew a couple of things going into it, right, th that I needed to do, that they didn't have that advantage, right? So just going and taking, I think, first things first is find somebody that's doing something similar to what you do, right? So for me, that was people like Jimmy Rex, right? Jimmy's a good friend at this point. Um, Jimmy is all about relationships. Jimmy is an amazing individual when it comes to maximizing the relationships that he has. And I saw that and I was like, okay, it call it a shortcut, call it whatever you want to. That is a very, very quick way to start working with people is focusing on the relationship. Um, yes. So I think that it's just little bits and pieces like that. It's extreme ownership, right? It's a military guy that's talking about how extreme ownership can benefit you in the military and then can help benefit your business. And, and me being able to take that and say, okay, how does that apply here? How does that apply to me? And how does that apply to how I want my business to go? So I think that if you don't have a vision of how you want your business to go and what you want it to look like, you are never going to get there. And you're just going to be sitting there bitching about why you can't figure out why somebody's selling more than you. And right. I mean that with all the love in my heart, because I've been there, right? I've been that guy. Totally. I have too. And it's out of frustration. I was like, oh, how is that asshole selling you know, this, this much? And I'm not. Um, sometimes we... We, we know it's on us, you know, it's our responsibility, but out of frustration, we, we say some dumb shit. Um, not exactly productive. Yeah, so but, I, think, uh, I think finding people, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, even if it's Elon Musk and you wanna say like, okay, like, for example, right, we get hit, we see all these vehicles sitting on Ford's lot that don't have the microchip that goes in, right? We saw that kind of over the last year, we saw all these hundreds of trucks, and if you tried to buy a truck in the last 24 months, you know the cluster that that has absolutely been. You know about that? Yeah, not fun. Yeah. I like cars. Um, but <laughs> but what Elon did is he just completely rewrote his software, right? To not need that specific chip. Uh, take that. 
learn from that. Figure out how to rewrite something in your in your business so that you don't have to stress with some of the same things that that an agent like you might have to write. So, for example, for me, I have individuals that um, or, or Edge does because Edge is very particular with their brand. I personally, if you offered me a grand right now to put up a house on the MLS, right, I couldn't do it. Why? It's not important to me. I, I don't want to say it's not important because it absolutely is important, but it is not the best use of my time. Right. So I, I think, uh, and I don't know if I answered the question as far as like who I've learned from. I, I think I've tried to learn from from everybody, right? Whether it's creating efficiencies that you see in a, in a Chick-fil-A drive-through, right? You see three different people working together. Like that's uh, everything... Yeah, that's. I, I think it's a tough one because there's not like one specific voice for me. It, it's just every, always have something, right? There's so much information out there, right? There's a book called The Toyota Way that talks about how Toyota started with with um, how they actually get their cars out as quickly as they do, right? There's 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 awesome books that I've read um, from. Oh, I just forgot his name, and I'm going to be really pissed at myself in a minute. He wrote Relentless. He wrote um, Winning Tim, oh, Grover. Tim Grover. Yeah, thank you. Uh, learning how he works with these athletes and then taking that and applying it. Right. Some of like the the best books for me and the best podcasts and whatnot that I have personally listened to have not been. Uh, there's not a book on how to on how to sell 200 units in new construction. Right. Right. Uh, but taking those bits and pieces from everything and just constantly learning uh, from both inside and outside of your industry, I think, is so important. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I, I am constantly listening to just general business podcasts, entrepreneur podcasts, reading books that have, you know, about sales funnels and stuff that has nothing to do with real estate, but it's about the sales process. And what I think most agents are looking for is like an exact blueprint. They don't need an exact blueprint. You need to find bits and pieces of what that person's doing over here in the restaurant world. This person's doing this over here. Uh, they're they're a dentist, but they've grown. And then this person uh, sells insurance. And then this person's a real estate agent. And take what you like about what they do and how they do it and mix it all together with your own spin on it. And that's how you move forward. And I think way too many people are sitting around looking for the exact blueprint when it's all out there. They just have to have a little bit of vision to be like, hey, let's take this, 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 and this, and then you put your own spin on it. And then you are then you can be sitting there selling 202 homes in a year, having done something in a very unique way that really didn't exist that I know of before it. You know, you, you'd put your own spin on a bunch of other stuff. Is that fair? It, no, I think that that's spot on. And then I think not putting limitations on what that can be, right? Keep mm. going and keep going and Ooh, keep yeah. going until you, I, I think it's okay to have self-limiting, uh, self-limitations about yourself when you're being honest, right? So for example, I'm not going to go put a whole bunch of time into trying to shoot a basketball because I'm never going to go be a professional basketball player. It's okay for me to tell myself like, Hey man, probably time to hang the, hang the Jersey up. That's not going to be you. So I do think that it's important, but I think that the only way that you can, can get there to a point where you can be honest with yourself about what your strengths and what your weaknesses are is by being brutally honest and, and starting to, to really take apart your business and get rid of the things that aren't working and put more and more time and more and more effort into the things that, that to, to copy Marie Kondo that spark joy, right? That, that, that make you excited about this job that, that make you want to keep doing this job. That's great, man. She's the organizing lady, right? Uh-huh. On Netflix. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen an episode. I just know she goes, this sparks joy. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. She's done a good job with branding. I mean, cause 
I've never read her stuff or seen her stuff. But you but know who I, she is. I know who you're talking mm-hmm. about. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think figure out exactly what you want, who your buyer is, who your who your target market is, right? And and I'm saying get down to a very, very specific level, right? So for, for me, when I decided to go non-model, I targeted three teams very, very specifically, right? I went and said, okay, these are three teams. They did not bring a, seal, a single deal to Edge Homes last year, right? This was at the end of 2019. So in 2019, these three teams that were all doing multiple hundred transactions, are um, they didn't bring a deal to Edge? Why? And I went and just started trying to solve that. And and going back to what you said earlier about being at that EXP event, the only reason that I was there is because I was there with Michael Perry and his team, um, and they were of one of the first three names on my list that I set back in 2019. So if that gives you kind of the beginning and the end, um, that's how I think. That's how powerful I think. It, taking the parts that you don't want, figure out exactly where you're going to go with this. And then just full sending on it is very empowering because two years later, you can have amazing relationships where they're flying you out to go with their team to Texas. Right. That's great, man. Uh, last question. And then I want to get into our rapid fire questions. Yeah. So with every guest, we, we do these rapid fire either or questions that are kind of fun. Um, and hopefully I didn't completely lose the question. Oh, because you're out there talking with so many other agents and you like, that's what you do now, which is brilliant. You're also providing value to them. Like you're helping them to sell more homes because of what you're helping them with and, and teaching. What are some of the biggest mistakes or, or the, you know, is there any one or two things you could put your finger on and be like, God, if agents would just do this or not do this, what is that from your point of view? Are you saying in general or with new construction? In general. Um, I I think that the biggest one that I feel like I hear is that somebody else is the reason why they are not successful or why they're struggling. Mm. I I think that the sooner that you can be, I don't even know what the correct word for it is, but as soon as you can truly take a look at why your business isn't working, there are so many people that can help you fix exactly what that issue might be. That's when it's very easy to go and take that next step and say, okay, this is something that Dustin has implemented really, really well into his business. I need to start learning how to do this really, really well. I'm going to ask Dustin for some help, right? I can honestly say, maybe that's what this boils down to is that I think in our industry, there are too many people that are afraid to ask for help. Um, I think that there are too many people on the other side of that, that text and say, Hey, can I pick your brain on this? Right. They don't really care. They're just trying to get some self-validating thoughts. But I think that, that the people that come and they actually say, Hey, can you help me with this? Right. I've done this multiple times. I'm sure you have done this multiple times, but when you can go and you can say, okay, this is something that I can either take the next year getting better at, or I can sit down and talk with you for 30 minutes on, I need help. Like I think using those three words of, I need help would go so far in this in this business that people would be shocked and I think they would be confused at where their rapid success came from. Yes. There's so much wrapped up in that like by being willing to ask for help you're you're you have to have a certain level of self-awareness to know that that's a weak spot. Like you you are kind of hitting that wall, you need some other perspective to help get through and you also have to let go of your pride a little bit too. You know, I It's tough. It is, it is tough. Um, 
It, it used to be tough for me until I realized, oh my God, you grow so much faster. How well it works. You just remove that shit and you're just like, hey, uh, you tell me what to do. I'm an idiot. Just like, tell me tell me what I need to do. And pretty soon you're like, this is amazing. Well, then I have I, all these people smarter than me. Well, yeah. And then I realized all these top performers, all these people that I was originally intimidated by, right? Because I was trying to, I, not only was I trying to get information for them, I was trying to get their business, right? Now yep. all of a sudden these people are my friends and they call me and ask for help and I call them and ask for help. And it's amazing the relationship that that creates. So I think... Uh, whoever it is, I've never had a single top performer that if I came to them, I said, okay, Dustin, this is exactly the portion of my business that I need help with. I have yet to meet a top performer. And like I said, I work with the top of the top in the state. I have not had a single one of them be like, mm, no, I'm good. Right. Competitors, same brokerage, other brokerage, different team. I have never been told no. When I came to somebody and said, this is what I'm struggling with. Can you help me? That's been my experience too. And every once in a while, someone will be like, yeah, well, I asked so-and-so and they said, no, ask someone else because the chance of two people saying no are, I don't even think it's possible. Like people want to help others, especially those that are super successful. As long as you're respectful of, respectful of their time, you're not asking 14 questions in a DM and expecting a response. I had that yesterday, but you ask one question. And don't do the pick your brain thing. No. Doesn't that drive you nuts? Yeah. No. And then I think follow up. Text them three yep. months later. Say, hey, Dustin, I really appreciate it when you took a couple of minutes. This is what I've been able to do with it. it this. Hold on. I'll say, shut up. God damn. Sorry. <laughs> Bam. Shh. We are not editing that out. God, keep it in there. I don't care. That's part of it. Sometimes if you ask somebody for help, they're going to tell you to shut up. So uh, yep. no, but I, I think that that would go so far in, in our industry. And then I think texting with a follow-up is never a bad thing. Just saying, hey, I, I really appreciate it when you took a couple of minutes. This is kind of what I'm running into now. Any like, I love our industry for this reason. And I think it's, it's because there's some amazing people in here and there's nobody doing it the same way, right? The top people are not all doing it the same way. Very, very few of them are doing it um, the same way as the person next to them. Otherwise, they both wouldn't be at the top. So I think learning, like we talked about earlier, going and taking a couple of things from their business and then putting it into your business is amazing. And then I think the second thing that I would tell everybody is trust yourself. Like whatever your first thought is, trust that more than the one that you sit there and you think about and you question, right, for the next 30 minutes on whether or not you should do or you shouldn't do something. I think trusting your gut within this industry, right, if you're going to be good at this, I think I've never met somebody who was good at this and didn't trust themselves, right? They didn't right. trust themselves that they were making the good decision or making the right decision. They were just doing what they knew was right. Absolutely. Great perspective, man. Um, well, every, like I said, whenever we have a guest on, we like to do these rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask you either or, and just pick one. You don't need to elaborate on them unless you want to. And then at the end, I'll ask you a couple open-ended questions and then we'll wrap this up with letting everybody know where they can find you, where they can watch your stuff and, and learn more about what you do and, and all of that. And if they're in Utah, obviously they need to reach out to you when, uh, when looking for homes for their buyers. Not an easier way to do it. That's right. So Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Books or podcasts? Mm. Podcasts if I'm in town, books if I'm leaving town and I need something to listen to for a few hours. Okay. Podcasts or audiobooks? Oh, sorry. Let me back up. I don't read. Let me just clarify that. I don't read books. So if Fair I can back that up. So uh, yeah, audiobooks. like if I'm, if I'm out of town, that's, that's what I always have kind of going. I, I like to have a theme, I think sometimes to vacation. So, but podcasts in town. 
Awesome. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Good call. Alexa or Google Home? Neither. I don't really use either. I'm not very technological, uh, technologically savvy. Right on. Uh, burgers or pizza? Pizza. New York or L.A.? Neither. I prefer the mountains. Montana. You ever seen Yellowstone? John yeah, Dutton's Ranch. That is the best. John Dutton's Ranch over both of those. Yes. Uh, I love that. Um, and Beth Dutton is just is the best character on TV. Spitfire. I saw a hilarious meme the other day that said, all I want for Christmas is Beth Dutton to go on The View. But that, <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd I would pay. tune in. I would tune in. Oh, totally. I'd pay. Uh, NFL or NBA? Mm, NBA. Uh, basketball or baseball? Basketball. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Podcasts or vlogs? Podcasts. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Rich Dad, Poor Dad or Millionaire Real Estate Agent? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uber or Lyft? Uber. And Gary V or Grant Cardone? Gotta say Gary V. Grant Cardone's whole method of don't buy anything unless it's more than 16 units I don't think is very reasonable for everybody. So I'm going to go with Gary V. Fair enough. And then what's the most impactful book you've ever read? Hmm. Um, I think, I think I would say winning by Tim Grover. I think for me that, that was a book I I read. Um, I read his first one, which was really, really helpful for me in kind of diagnosing certain things that I didn't know I had. I would say as far as just like uh, that ability, I, I don't even want to say ability, but, and that's why it's tough sometimes when you start asking about, Hey, how do you take that next step? Cause for me, I, I'm one of those people that for whatever reason, it's very easy for me to turn around and light those boats on fire. If I know that the boats I'm, I'm working towards are, are, are going to be bigger and better and better. And so I think that that book winning uh, the way that he talks about competition and the way that he helps uh, help me feel normal about this, like competitive itch that I feel uh, book's been amazing for me. Um, I, Relentless was a big one for me too. I, I listened to the audiobook and it was, I can't remember which one I listened to first, but um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, that book definitely changed my life and made me realize I was being such a little bitch. Yeah. And such a pussy in life. And it made a lot of, a lot of positive changes in life after that book. And then Relentless kind of gave me permission to like, hey, it's okay to be a little weird and to have these ambitions that uh, s- some people may be like, "Hey, why do you need that?" So it it also helped kind of give me permission. No, I think that give I, myself permission. Yeah, I think that you should put um, that book that I was talking about earlier. Um, the whole, extreme ownership. Thank you. Yeah, extreme ownership. Yep. Um, I would say that was like the first time that I read a book where I was like, "Oh, okay, I feel different after reading this one than I did the last one." And that was that was for me. I think it was probably what Relentless was for you, which. And I think it came at a time in my life where I was, and I'm not trying to change my answer on you. Maybe I'm saying both. Um, but I think it came at a point in my life where I had everybody telling me how great I was doing. And all of a sudden, I had Jocko telling me how much better I could be. And I think it was the first time where I was like, okay, just because I'm here doesn't mean I can't be better. Uh, and it's kind of in that same mold of can't hurt me. I, I think, you'd, I think right. you'd enjoy it. Oh, Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, Boo, where can people find you? Where can they see what you're up to and, and kind of follow along if they want to 
you know, learn from the master. Yeah, Instagram right now is gonna be huge for us. We're looking to start a YouTube channel later, um, not later this year, at the start of January in 2022, where we're putting some more long form stuff on about new construction and some of that stuff that we've been educating people on for the last few years, just actually starting to put that out there for different people to see whether you're a buyer or whether you're a buyer's agent. Um, so Instagram right now is gonna be the big one, the Boom Addicts, or started a different media company to kind of help start creating some of this content, which is Mad Cash Media as well. Both of those are gonna be places that are, are constantly tracking what we're doing and where we're going and and what we're trying to do awesome and we'll link to both of those profiles in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast and in the description on youtube so make sure that you follow boo he's he's doing some cool shit so dude thank you i appreciate you being on the show and sharing your your wisdom and expertise and congrats on you know a 202 sale year that's killer um it's gonna be cool to see what you do this next year hey i'm looking forward to it thanks for the time today guys absolutely see you have a good afternoon You know, if Boo didn't give himself permission to want more and to say, you know what, 70 homes a year, it's just, it's, it's not working for me. I need more. If he wouldn't have been willing to do that and just be honest with himself about what he wants, he wouldn't have been on the show. You know, like we probably wouldn't know who he was. He'd be making a comfortable living, but he wouldn't have made such a name for himself in such a short period of time. Um, He was willing to look for a better way. And something that I'm super passionate about is helping agents do that in all different areas of their business. One of the ways that I think super important is to make sure that you're using the right tools and platforms. Because if you have, uh, what the hell's that phrase? If you if you have champagne, champagne taste on a beer budget, you know the beer budget's just not gonna it's not gonna get you there. If you guys have antiquated tools or CRMs or platforms that are sending your drip campaigns and managing your business, tracking your transactions, projecting you know how many appointments you need to reach your goals, all that stuff. If it's not easy to use, you're not going to freaking use it. How many of you guys honestly have a CRM and don't use it religiously? I'll wait. It's probably a lot of you. It's probably you. I know because I've had multiple CRMs in the past that I just didn't use for one reason or another. Well, you guys really need to look into Follow-Up Boss. Follow-Up Boss has built the best, the most amazing, all-in-one sales and business growth platforms for real estate agents that I've ever seen. The majority of the top teams out there, the top independent brokerages, they're all using Follow-Up Boss. A lot of them get really good CRMs provided by their brokerage, but they choose to pay out of pocket for follow-up boss anyways. It's that good. So if it's good enough for them, you may want to check it out if you're trying to scale your business as well. And thank God they're such great partners. They're hooking up you for being a listener of this show with a 30-day free trial, no credit card required. And all you have to do is use the link massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss. And no credit card, just try it out. But please, I beg you to actually try it out. Don't just sign up for the trial and then not use it. It can't actually help you to scale and grow fast and stay organized and honestly save you a shitload of time and headache. That's worth a lot of money uh, if it's saving you hours. It can't actually do that unless you use it. So please don't just sign up for the free trial. Actually dive in and then you're going to have one of these moments where you're like, oh shit, so that's That's why all these top teams use it. That's why all the fastest growing agents out there are using this platform. That's why people are paying out of pocket for it when they get their own CRM from their brokerage. Try it out, guys. Follow-up boss is amazing. 
Uh, I would not be partnered with them, would not be singing their praises if they sucked. So here we are. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I um, I enjoyed this episode a lot. We've had quite a few episodes um, without a guest recently. And so it was nice to get back to the guest interviews. Hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We're going to be doing more, uh, a better mix of mostly guest with the occasional solo podcast. It, you know, it depends on what, what I'm in the mood for, if, if we're being totally honest. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please share this with somebody. Share this episode with another agent. Share it in a Facebook group for the industry. Share it with your team, your broker. Put a screenshot in your stories and say, hey, you guys should, if you're an agent, you should listen to this show. That's all we ask. Hey, the totally free podcast. This takes a lot of time, a lot of energy and financial investment to put this on every single week. And all we ask in return is that you pay the fee, which is to help us share Share the good word. If you found value, someone else will as well. We ask that you please share it so that um, we can help to elevate this industry and help people get get out of this this rut. Uh, agents get stuck in ruts all the time. It's like we are attracted to ruts. We're entrepreneurs, so that's what happens. And to get out of it, sometimes you need fresh perspective. And that's what we try to do here on the show with tactics and ideas. And if you're looking for tactics and ideas, but also some accountability to get your ass out of the rut, please, one more time, consider going to uh, our very first live event, the Massive Agent Society Live in Salt Lake City, February 5th. Get all the information over at Massive Agent Society, sorry, massiveagentpodcast.com slash live event. There's two E's in there. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash live event. There are only 20 tickets. There's less than that now, but there are still tickets as of the time the show is released. So go grab one and then we'll see you in person for some in-person coaching and we will impact your business in a positive way. I believe faster and, and longer lasting than any other training program you could go to. That's how confident we are with the brand new Massive Agent Society, but we're launching it live first before we launch the, um, the virtual Massive Agent Society coaching program afterwards. So really excited for that, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please share the show and go out there, sell some homes, close some loans, have a great freaking weekend. And, um, you know, I've had some stuff going on in my personal life that's prompted me to say, hug somebody, hug, hug the people that you're closest to, you know, don't take them for granted. If you, if you feel prompted to call a family member that you haven't seen in a while or talked to in a while, do that because you never know when, um, when their time's up. So appreciate you guys. Take care.